Hello there, and welcome back to The Time Machine with Trish and Mike. I'm still Mike. And I'm still Trish. And we're back for more fun and adventures and, yeah, all that fun stuff. So uh, it has been a few weeks. We uh, took a little break Mm -hmm. for the holidays. Uh, Trish, hope you had a a good uh, Christmas and good New Year's. Yeah, I hope you did too. I mean, New Year, same me. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. That's, That's kind of the slogan. Yeah. But uh, it's all good. We are here. Uh, the show is going to have a little bit of a different format. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we had spent <laughs> we spent a lot of time trying to think how we want to do the show this year to kind of try to freshen things up a bit. So what we're doing this year is we are actually going to just look at an event each day uh, mm-hmm. of the week. So like this week, the show drops on Thursday. So we're going to start with January 6th. And we'll have something for the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and uh, 13th. Actually, no, we won't have the 13th. That'll be next week. That's what I get. Yeah. I, see, I gotta, you got to come join us again for that yes, one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and the show is going to be a, probably a little more pop culture related as opposed to some historical uh, things. There'll be ties in, but it, yeah. it'll, it'll still be our trivia based this yeah. is a neat piece of information to have. We we hope that you still will learn something or at minimum be entertained. So we are going for that whole infotainment type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So shall we? Shall we? First episode of season two. Let's go. All right. So January 6th, 1854, Sherlock Holmes birthday. This is true. So, you know. Sherlock's really going to be the prototype for all great mastermind detectives that are going to come throughout history and our pop culture. And, and uh, he's going to be created by Scottish writer, Arthur Conan Doyle. And he first appears in Doyle's A Study in Scarlet, which is going to be published in Beaton's Christmas Annual of 1887. So been around the block for a while. Yeah. I mean, 1854, I'd say uh, that's, that's making it around. I mean, that's over 107, almost 170 years ago. Mm, see, I'm glad you're doing the math. Yeah, well, <laughs> As we all know, I can't. Yes. If, <laughs> if you joined us for season one, you know, Trish and math do not exactly, um, are not exactly compatible. No, we're not copacetic. That's okay. Yeah, there you go. It, it, it's, good thing you're, <laughs> it's a good thing that your boyfriend is, is good at math because he's very good at math. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I have girl, but it's funny. Adrian is good at math. Julie is amazing at math, but <laughs> me, not so much. Didn't get that gene anywhere. Now we were both discussing when we brought up this trivia piece that we aren't actually huge Sherlock fans or buffs. I had a friend in high school who loved him. She even had the Deerstalker hat. Oh, and nice. Would incorporate the the name into her usernames for online online social media stuff. Well, that's that's an interesting fact. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not that I don't not like it. I just have never mm-hmm. really dug into a ton of the you know books and movies and TV yeah, shows over the years. Books. Really, yeah. the last major thing that I can remember is um, didn't that, uh, Ju- Downey Jr. do yeah. a remake a couple of years ago? Yeah, he did. I think he did a couple of movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, you know, I he had to do he had to do something in between all the uh, 
the Marvel movies, you know. Right. Past the time. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but you do but, at yeah, least without now. Him, it wouldn't have... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, at least now you know uh, when his birthday is. So you, you yeah. learned something. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> now, on January 7th, we're going to totally change the pace. 1927, the Harlem Globetrotters are going to debut. And you actually had a story about this. Yes, uh, as we were doing our pre-production meeting for the show, uh, I mentioned to you that I have a Harlem Globetrotter story. I- I'm assuming you have not seen the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, you've never got to nope. see them live. I, I think I do know they do shows in Canada from time to time. I don't know if they make it up to Edmonton, yeah. but of course, it's like they, they always go to Toronto, Toronto like, and Vancouver. There's and... other places in the Canada, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, do do, do you get the uh, you know the Saskatchewan? prairie hounds coming <laughs> you know through through edmonton or something you know i don't know um so fun fact so back uh gosh this was almost 19 years ago now as i think of how old i am uh <laughs> we, i know two, 2000s was not 10 years ago anymore. no uh, yeah i have to get out of that mindset um <laughs> so uh, my mom and I, my dad had always wanted to go see the globetrotters and so we got tickets for uh, me and my mom and dad to go see them. They were playing in Tampa that year. They weren't playing in Orlando. They were just coming to Tampa. So we had told dad we were going to go to the, there's a big aquarium in downtown Tampa called the Florida Aquarium. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a good little spot to go if you, you know, like want to go to an aquarium. And so we told him we were going to go there for the day. So we drive we, near to Tampa. We stop <laughs> and eat lunch before we get to downtown. And so we're in the parking lot of a McDonald's. And so we decide to tell him because he's driving. He has to know where we're going. We're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, the arena is maybe a mile from the aquarium. So it's the same general direction. But um, so we tell him and he's like, wahoo, and does like this whole thing. And he about scared this poor guy riding on a bicycle down the sidewalk like this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like a head turn thing because he scared him. So we get to the arena and... So our seats were, I'm assuming most people listening to this have been in an arena at some point, uh, down typically in the lower bowls of mm-hmm. arenas. Usually you have, you know, five, eight rows of pullout seats, right? Mm-hmm. like like retractable seats that you would, you know, for like hockey, you don't, you need all the floor space, but for say a basketball game, you can pull these seats out or for concerts or something. So that's where our seats were. Well, Ooh, nice. Yeah, so I mean, these were going to be good seats. Well, we start walking down the aisle, and our road doesn't exist. So, no. like, I'm I'm just going to make up letters because I don't remember exactly what rows we were. Let's say we had row C. Well, they only pulled it out to row D. They they forgot your row. Yes. They said, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> so we go back <laughs> and. We talked to the usher, and about this time, some more people are coming back up with us because they're realizing, hey, our seats don't exist. And so she gets her supervisor, uh, who they try to give us tickets, like, kind of towards the upper part of the lower bowl. So, like, say we were row C, they're trying to give us, like, row V or W yeah, like, or something. not happening. And we're like, well, <laughs> wait a minute now. We paid for seats, you know, down there somewhere. You've got to give us you know, something comparable. It's not our fault. You guys didn't do this right. And so she's like, okay, give me a minute. So she goes back to the ticket office. So then she comes back 
I don't know who she talked to to make this happen, but she comes back. She's like, follow me. So we go down past our non-existent seats to the floor. And we literally had tickets uh, like second row on the baseline behind the net. Basically courtside. Basically courtside seats. I'm like, okay, now this is this is how you take care of them. <laughs> this is customer service. Thank you. <laughs> it gets better because uh, if you've ever seen the Globetrotters, they do a lot of, you know, they do trick shots and all that, but they mm-hmm. like to go out and play with the crowd and everything. So <laughs> one of the players grabs the tray of cotton candy from the vendor walking around and starts flinging bags of cotton candy in the crowd. So not only did we get upgraded seats, we got free cotton candy. You got snacks and a show. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was good. That's fun. That's yeah. I don't know who she talked to, but it's like I mean, they went beyond manager. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you've got to, you know, you got to cool. take care of your customers. You know? So yeah, that was, yeah. that was kind of fun. Very cool. But the Harlem Globetrotters are an American institution. And on January 8th, 1972, Don McLean's American Pie was number one for the second of its four-week run as the number one song in America. It is such a good song. They used to close out a lot of our, it was either our school dances in high school would close out with American Pie, or it was like Stairway to Heaven. I don't know why it was always one of those two very different vibes. If only the people <laughs> listening could see the look on my face, like those are two <laughs> of, I can't I even know. imagine playing those songs at a school dance. If I'm being honest with you, let alone. Oh my gosh. And dancing to Staring at Heaven was like the worst because seven minutes it's or is longer than that, isn't it? It was a long time to just dance around in a circle. You, you <laughs> know what, I, what I remember being weird was the DJ at, uh, homecoming one year in high school well it was in 2001 so this was like uh, literally a month after september 11th uh at one point played uh, bruce springsteen's born in the usa and i'm like this really isn't a dancing song like no like go back and, and play something else <laughs> like oh american pie though you can get like get some good vibes happening yeah. it's like kind of homey and happy and there's content vibes there yeah just don't think too deep about the lyrics about, you know, right, the day no. the music died and Buddy Holly in the plane crash and the whole deal. It doesn't, yeah. wow. uh, you know. What kiddo in like grade eight or nine really is paying attention to that? Probably nobody. Most people didn't even know who Buddy Holly was. That's true. Unfortunately, yeah, they should. They should, you know, if you, if you like music. Uh, I it, it was only four weeks in a row. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting how music, uh, you know, the charts and stuff work probably going to get into this a little bit more next week actually uh just how different music is now with charts and streaming versus sales and all that um but you know there's a very famous parody of american pie when that well it's it's technically a parody it uses the song right Uh, weird al yankovic's the saga Mm -hmm. begins from and i think that song really kind of gave american pie a little bit of new life to a new generation because people knew mm-hmm. that song and they're like, oh, what's this? Because, you know, this is not, that came out in 99. So that's kind of, you know, it's like Spotify, on the cusp. Right. Spotify mm-hmm. is not a thing. So it's like, wait, what's that song? There's, you have, in theory, people that didn't, you know, kids or a younger generation that didn't know the original. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. McLean's even said he, he sometimes will start to want to sing those lyrics when he's doing the song in concert because his kids would play the Weird Al version. Weird Al version. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, and 
Yeah. I think too with um especially what like you said, Spotify now kind of revamped some songs and TikTok is actually re like bringing back old songs for some of their trends and all these bands are suddenly getting royalty checks again and they're like what is going on? Like right now who would have thought it? it's like Celine Dion's um uh like the baby baby when you touch me like this oh, and yeah. you hold me like that that song's trending on TikTok and she's suddenly like Oh, okay, I'm relevant again, and kids are downloading her music. Well, it's <laughs> it's like uh, last year when uh, "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac became yeah, the big yeah. thing with the guy skateboarding. Yeah. Oh, I had to introduce my kids to that because they were like, "Miss K, have you seen this this guy on the skateboard?" I'm like, "Yeah, but have you like seen the band and heard the whole song? Like, let's go on a trip, children." It's like th- there are probably kids who think these songs just exist on TikTok. It's like that yeah. stupid. I I don't know if you've ever seen this. Have you ever seen that? Uh, or heard the the fancy like song about the Applebee's? Do they have they don't no. have Applebee's in Canada? Oh, this this absolute dreck of a song started on TikTok or whatever, and then the guy turned it into like a full length version. It's like some stupid country rap thing oh. about being fancy. We're going to Applebee's tonight. It's it's just like it might <laughs> it seriously is possibly the worst song ever i'm not even exaggerating oh, like like think how bad the um uh the rebecca black friday thing oh, was Lord, and this is I like a hundred times worse it's just no. I, I would i would play it for you but we would probably get dinged for copyright and quite honestly i don't want to subject yeah, you to we don't torture. need to listen it's funny when as soon as you said fancy i was like the reba mcintyre song <laughs> that's where my brain went <laughs> no 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 that's actually a good song that is a good song. Oh, Reba. Now, Seen her a few I mean, times you, can, you can stream music on lots of devices, but January 9th, 2007, the iPhone is released, right? Yes. And now we we are currently experiencing an issue of the, the, the mutation of the iPhone because right before we started to record, I could not find my, what is called a dongle, the actual term for the connector to connect your iPhone the new iPhones to regular headphones. It, it, it so, is such a terrible name. Like, I don't know what else you can call <laughs> the thing, but a dongle, like, have we ran out of words to use? Can we not invent? I mean, can't you just call it like a doohickey? Well, can't, it could be I like mean, just a, a dual connection or an audio connector. Like, let's let's call it more what its purpose is. Yes, a dongle. I mean, like, whatever. But, um. Because I am not, I'm experiencing the pains of switching from Android to Apple. And while I do, I, I like <laughs> Nick always feels guilty because uh, through our discussions, it was kind of partly a decision for me to change into an iPhone because he had an iPhone. Um, but I do have to admit, like, there are some great features on the iPhone. And really, in 07, this is going, it's revolutionizing the way that we use our phones. Oh, yeah. Because like Blackberries were a thing. Yeah. Um, I had a Blackberry. But- it was teal. But the iPhone <laughs> completely changed the game, really. And mm-hmm. uh, I have had iPhones now for 13, 14 years. I got my first iPhone in 2008. So I didn't get the, I didn't oh. get the original, but I got the 3G, which was the second iPhone, right. not to confuse anybody. And then the third iPhone was like iPhone 4 or whatever. The, the numbering system is all I whack. got a something C, I think. That's oh, what like, I remember. Like the 5C or something. Yes, that's maybe. What, that was my because I went from a, like a flip phone to a BlackBerry because my my older brother had a BlackBerry. And while he was traveling, we, he's like, we can use like BBM Messenger and then um, switch to the iPhone. 
with my 5C and then went back into Android. And I've been an Android user since like for 11 years and then finally went back to iPhone. See, I had, you know, regular cell phones and I had a flip phone. And then I, in 2008, I got a BlackBerry Mm. and I had it and I just absolutely couldn't stand it. I didn't like it. I like if I was trying to send a picture message, I couldn't receive a call. Yeah. And it just oh, was really? like, yeah, I thought maybe maybe I just got a defective phone. I don't know, but it was still under the return period. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who had just gotten an iPhone and he was saying, you know, how much the plan was and all that. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm paying the same amount a month for the for service. Like worse phone. Right. So I'm paying the same for the service because at the time you could get unlimited data. Right. Um. I know all you people with that unlimited data and you're just like grandfathered in as you keep going. It's yeah, crazy. It's it's the greatest thing. Um, <laughs> but it was like the price of the phone. Cause back then you, the price was kind of built into the cost of the monthly payments. Yes. You yeah. pay like 200 bucks or whatever it was. And I paid like 150 for the Blackberry. So I'm like, I'm going to take this back, pay the extra 50 bucks, upgrade and get an iPhone, get a phone that, you know, and I've been an iPhone guy ever since. Well, many, and go ahead. The apps are so good. Like the, yeah. you can't beat the photography apps and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I edit photos all the time on my mm-hmm. iPhone. Uh, follow me at Mike light photo, cheap plug. Anyway. Um, I got to do what I got to do. Got to uh, do what you got to do. Man. Got to make better. How many iPhones do you think have been sold? Oh goodness. I pff, millions, hundreds of millions. Oh, they do. I don't know. They do hundreds of millions in a year. Yeah, I don't know what the in the the totality since two thousand and seven. Oh my goodness! Since its initial launch, more than one point nine billion That's iPhones crazy. have been sold, and there are. It's an estimated that there are about a billion consumers currently using iPhones. So That's wild. That is like one sixth of the planet. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to factor in not everybody on the planet even has cell phones or cell phone capabilities. So of like mm-hmm. the cell phone use population, it's even higher. Right. Well, and you have to include, I mean, like how many iPhones have you owned? Like I've owned two, right? I, so how many do you own? I, I get one basically every other year. So I've had one, two, three, four, five, six. I've had like six or seven iPhones, I guess, probably. Yeah. You yeah. factor in at least like at least people are going to upgrade. I would say most people who are absolute iPhone users have had two to three phones at least minimum. Yeah, I would think that's fair. Yeah, but that's that's wild. Yeah, iPhones um, take over or took over mm-hmm. and it all started back in January of 2007. Uh, something else that took over um, n- not just America, but really the world was this little show from uh, Europe called Pop Idol but mm-hmm. would eventually in 2002 make its way to the United States and be renamed American Idol, where I think the show really exploded because Pop Idol in the UK only lasted like three or four years. But yeah, as we know, like- American Idol definitely <laughs> lasted a lot longer. And, on and American Jan- Idol really spawned everyone else. Like Canadian Idol wouldn't have existed except for American Idol. Right. And then not to mention it spawns all these talent shows that we have today america's got talent the voice i'd even say you could throw in these uh like the shows like the masked singer and all that stuff it all ties back to american idol because that really kind of i mean yeah you could say star search back in the 80s but that was like it was different that was a different format 
American yeah. Idol had the interactive element where you could vote live and you know have the results the next night. Yeah. But on January tenth, twenty ten, the Fox Network announced that Simon Cowell would leave American Idol at the end of the year to launch a U.S. version of X Factor, which was another show that he uh, launched over in UK and brought to the states. And American Idol was never the same. It really wasn't because mm-hmm. I mean, at its peak, like if you go back to you know that show would do for the finale it would do 36 37 million people i mean they oh, would yeah they would average 30 million a week and then if yeah. you look at you know after he left the show dramatically starts falling off a cliff because well, you you need that balance of like he was so snarky mm-hmm. but yet you can see when he has a soft spot like when he sees genuine talent right yeah. But like you need that balance of, of people and they just had it. And then when he it, it's not the same. Right. So like his last season, the show averages about 22 million viewers an episode. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a bump the next year. It does go up to like 24 million, but it starts declining very quickly. Like the second year without Simon, it goes to yeah. 19 million, then 15 well, million, then 11 million. A lot million. of people watch it at the beginning for Mm -hmm. the like you want to see the terrible people who think they're good right right and then after that you're like okay i'm done (laughs) well and i think it was also there's also burnout that happened you start Mm -hmm. having more competition shows like this uh such as america's got talent you had simon on the x factor and i think you just kind of got like ran its course like yeah it was like so you think you can dance dancing with the stars Mm -hmm. like there's all these different competition shows and I just at one point I got tired of all of them and I just kind of pretty much abandoned them. I will watch American Idol occasionally here and there now just to. Oh, I can't even remember the last time any of those shows. I mean, I couldn't, just... tell you, I couldn't tell you who won any of them. I've just seen, you know, like I might have it on one week in the background while I'm doing something else or whatever. Yeah. The only the last thing I saw was I uh, only because of TikTok. Um, was the finale of Dancing with the Stars, and it was JoJo Siwa. And it was only because there was such a controversy over the fact that she didn't win. And her routine was incredible, and I'm watching it going, she got robbed. Like, the uh, her partner, it was the first time it was like a female-female partner, mm. and they're doing these crazy tricks in, like, stilettos. And you're like, what? See, now, I've, I've wondered this with Dancing with the Stars, because I watched that show for several years, not occasionally maybe catch a clip here or there or something of it. But I've always wondered when you're bringing in like pop stars that perform and dance as part of like, to me, that's yeah. almost kind of not fair competition, you know, oh, because I, they have that experience or that's that right. because the tra- like, they have the training, they do the dance. I mean, granted, it's a, it's a different format. I, I fully acknowledge yeah. that ballroom dancing versus like, you know, pop or pop, whatever pop dancing and what have you. But it, it they have some dance background versus bringing in you know a, well they have a some body player. awareness right? right like you know how how to move in those ways yeah exactly but i still it was phenomenal but anyway i i mean other oh, than i'm that, not taking have, anything away from her i just was making a general you know you're right you're right i so. i agree <laughs> And then you guys end up having January 11th, 1995, the WB television network was launched and yes. we got some of these shows in Canada. I don't know if we had, like we had the WB per se right away. I mean, now of course in Canada, you can get it because we have like, di- like um, 
with my optic digital box, I can watch the WB and have that channel and whatever. But when it first came out, there was no way. Do, do they still call it the WB up there? Well, they changed it to... um. Ugh, because here, uh, here the WB now? became the CW. Yeah, the CW. We can, okay. I can, I can get the CW channel. Okay, so the WB network starts, you know, like we said back in '95, and it really becomes the fifth major network in the U.S. Because you have ABC, CBS, and NBC; those are the big three. And then you had Fox that started in the '80s, and so the WB kind of took a similar format where they just started broadcasting one night a week. Mm-hmm. And slowly over time, eventually it turned into, you know, six nights a week. Saturdays were usually reserved for repeats or local programming. And then they expanded into having kids WB. So the, like when the WB started, that's where you had shows like Seventh Heaven, uh, mm-hmm. Sister, Sister and all those shows. And then uh, as we kind of got to the later part of the 90s, that's where shows like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Ally McBeal that sort of um type shows dawson's creek and then you know they kind of they hit a niche with like this teen drama thing yeah they get into the yeah they they would get into gilmore girls and charmed and uh one tree hill which is like a guilty pleasure of mine Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm like I got into but like I got into Buffy, but way later, like when it was on Netflix, because I started to watch Buffy in high school when we finally started getting access to the channel, like more regularly and stuff. And uh, but if you didn't watch it right on time, like you got thrown out of the the story arc, right? Because this was before I had access to like a PBR. <laughs> oh yeah, you couldn't back then. You know, you'd have to if you couldn't watch something, you had to set a VCR. Yeah. Hit record, you know, the whole deal. And you have to wait till the end of the show to go back and watch it. You couldn't just hop on five minutes later and, you know, See, start Dawson's watching it. They did reruns. So after school, I could watch that. But now, like you were saying, modern times, it's it's when we have like Smallville and. Um, yeah, well, uh, now, now CW is mostly known for um, a lot of the, the uh, DC shows. Like, so you yeah. have uh, Green Arrow or you have Flash or Supergirl or. You know those uh, legends admit, of tomorrow. Kind of are in that like teenage niche, but they've like matured for our age a bit more. Yeah, it's like we've got this. Up. We've got this whole generation that grew up watching our network, and we're going to keep you. <laughs> yeah, and I was really into Riverdale for a while, and then it just got kind of weird. And uh, Riverdale, you know, I, I I was a little late to the party on Riverdale. Probably started. I think it might have been like the third or fourth year the show was on, and I finally watched the first season. I blew through the first season in like four days. Yeah. I just binge watched the crap out of it. And then I got to the second season out and there was the, I forget the the big storyline that goes in the second season with the red, well, it was all the about red like somebody. The yeah. Right? The, the, the yeah. red mask people. And I just like completely yeah. lost interest and I've never really gone back to watch it. Um, but I liked the first season. I liked that. But It was neat to see it reimagined. Right. And and having that darker element was really interesting. I actually really liked Sabrina because they also had Sabrina come out at the same time as Riverdale. And I thought that was way more interesting and entertaining. And so eh, there's hits and misses. I guess it all depends on personal preference, too. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And like Kids WB, that would give us shows like it was mostly a lot of the animated programming that's where we got animaniacs pinky and the brain mm. freakazoid uh batman beyond oh so good got, got lots of good yeah. stuff 
which ties into our last piece of trivia for this week, which is January 12th, 1966, ABC's Batman television series premiered. Yes. Now this started it all. (laughs) Yes. This is my first, well, started the the TV, the Batman comic had been around since Mm -hmm. 1939, but this was really my first introduction to Batman. I mean, no, yeah, let's be clear. Too. Not, yeah. not in 1966. <laughs> okay, I'm not that old. Yeah. Um, but I would remember watching this show in reruns, and then of course the the Tim Burton movie came out, and so on and so forth. And then, yeah, I've been hooked on yeah, Batman that ever was since. Me too. Uh, what's interesting was you know how the show would um it would it would end on a cliffhanger. So every most storylines were two part episodes. You'd have one that would mm-hmm. air on Tuesday and then the next one would air on Wednesday night and that's where the whole you know same bat time same bat channel so you knew to tune in <laughs> to where you were watching you know the next night for the conclusion of the episode the show only ran for three seasons and it seems like it ran for so much longer in my mind right right like it doesn't it it you don't realize it, it really had a relatively short span and they made the movie Oh, the movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is is the entertaining, um, you know, <laughs> and they originally wanted to make the movie before the series as a way to promote the show. But mm. the series got moved up. And so they had to wait till the summer hiatus to film the movie. So right. then they filmed it and quickly tried to get it in theaters before the start of the second season to promote the show. Oh, my gosh. How amazing would it be to see that movie in the movie theater? <laughs> I would imagine that would be uh, interesting, would be but so fun. you know, it, it, the movie at least gave them props that they were able to use for yes. the future shows because you get the bat boat and the bat copter and that sort of thing, which they would then go on to use, which clearly would not have been done on a TV show budget. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's nice that they were able to keep access to those things. Yes. Right. And in some cases, just reuse footage. That's, this is true. <laughs> you know, saves on filming. It's like, we don't have to fly the helicopter. We just need to set them in the helicopter to read some lines, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, they actually did a sort of a revival of the 66 Batman show. They did an, a couple of animated versions. Mm-hmm. I don't know I if remember you ever that. got to see any of these, um, but I thought they were pretty good. I, I, I liked them and they brought you know adam west and pretty much everybody that was in the show that was still alive to do the the voices for the characters and that's i mean uh we've discussed that we're cosplayers and so the Catwoman, right that the the 60s version is definitely on my list of eventually doing like the sparkly black gold belt big like the big hair no yes. cow see you know i would love to do see this is where it's like i would love to do batman you know, the 66 Batman, but you know, I have a beard and you can say, well, you can still do it, but that's where I'm such a stickler for the character. Like that yeah. Batman doesn't have a beard. Like if I want to do, you know, Ben Affleck Batman, I could kind of get away with it with a beard or something, right. you know, yeah. but it's like, or stubbly. yeah, but like, you know, or Michael Keaton's Batman, like they're, I don't know. <laughs> it's too like squeaky clean image. With right. the yeah. Like, like I could do a gruffier version, like I said, like the Affleck or something, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day. I'll, I'll one day. Bat suit. But um, well, speaking of one day, that wraps up day one or episode one, rather, of our yeah. uh, season two. Yes, I had That's to think. <laughs> episode one, season two in the bag. 
Yes, and if you tune in same bat time, same bat channel next week, episode two will be here waiting for you. Mm. So if you have any questions, concerns, queries, or freakouts, you can still find us at the Time Machine with Trisha Mike at gmail.com, the Time Machine with Trisha Mike on Instagram. Uh, you throw that into the old Google machine with YouTube and you can track us down there. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Is that all? I think that's, that's all. it. <laughs> it that's always all. feels like the more than three but three is enough three is enough and that's enough of us oh that's oh. what it is the fourth is the anchor you can leave oh, us a message yes which we did receive a, a an anchor message all yes. about our episode with um war of the worlds yes we did and uh we would play that for you but uh i did not have it prepped for this week's episode <laughs> but we will play we your were message so about it. Uh, yes. uh yeah yeah we, okay, so peek behind the curtain. We were actually on a, a meeting the other night uh, discussing the show when we got the alert that we get a voice message. It was it was a nice it was moment. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yes. So thank you, Nick, for leaving us a message. We appreciate your feedback, and we will mm-hmm. include you in a future episode. Uh, but that will do it for this week. Join us next week. Same bat time, same bat channel for more of Time Machine with Trish and Mike.